Welcome to the show, folks. I'm Bill Polkowski. And I'm Tony Maiello. We're two cynical a-holes, and we're going to talk about stuff. Tony, what are you doing over there? Uh, right now I am uh, working on an ad page for uh, one of the uh, graphic novels we'll be printing. I see. What are you working on the ad page for? I thought it's standard. Well, I, got, I just got to put it into the, into the book. Okay. So yeah, it's the same page. I just uh, you know, I just have to pop plop it in. But I still got to I got to reformat all these pages. So I'm not gonna be able to send you this one today. You know, I've been addicted to these things. That coconut water. It is amazing. Really? Not all of them are good. I've, I I mean, I do like coconut water on occasion, but this particular one is uh, just amazing. Okay, so so what is it? Water uh, with coconut milk in it? Or just coconut flavored water? Well, it's a misconception. There's coconut water. There is no coconut milk. Well, it's called coconut milk. That's stuff that's in the coconut. Wrong. This is what's inside the coconut. So that is pure coconut juice. Yes. Is what you're saying. Yes. Go and watch uh, Castaway. I know. Hanks. I've I've had it. I used okay. to drink it when I was a kid. My okay. mom. It's the full, clear. Yeah, yeah. Whatever. It's, it's whatever. Nice I don't know what it was when I was a kid, but it was like a real treat for me. To get a coconut. And I used to beg my mom to buy me a coconut. Oh, I know. All kids did. And so I'd get a coconut and I'd be there with my dad's hammer and screwdriver, you know, <laughs> cracking the thing open. And the first time I just hit it with a hammer and it thing shattered and the, just, you know, the everywhere. water went all over the place. So uh, I learned that I needed a, a screwdriver so I could knock out the little, those three holes at the right, top that make right. it look like a bowling ball. Right. I would knock those out and I'd pour it into a cup. And I drink that, and then I crack open the coconut, and I peel the coconut off the shell. I think that's every kid. Every kid is uh, that that gets to go grocery shopping with mom. You so they want that. the coconut, they want the pineapple. Yeah, you see, you just mystified You're by like, it. What is this? I'm like, what is that? It's and not... it's just so it's a coconut. You never see it growing <laughs> in your backyard. Like nope. we could never have a coconut tree in Brooklyn. So it was like it was this mystical thing. It's like it comes from <laughs> Hawaii. It's magical. And how disappointed were you when you when you tasted the flesh of the coconut and it it was just like so bland, not sweet at all? Um, you know, I wasn't disappointed at all um, because I didn't have like coconut in a candy until after I had a, a real, real coconut. coconut. Okay, so no coconut shavings on the cake or anything no, like no, that? no. I was never like if I when I was little and I'd see that I didn't want to eat it because it didn't look. Appealing. I didn't know what it was. I, you know, it didn't look appealing to me. Right. Um. Uh, but I found too that the fresh coconut, um, like when it was still, I still had it was still moist. Uh-huh. The coconut meat, it didn't taste as good as when it dried out. I liked it better when it dried out more. Yep, yep. So, uh, so the coconut milk you get in a can, it's very thick, it's white, it's viscous. See that? Uh, see that I've never seen. Okay. But we always, when I was a kid, we always called it coconut milk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, but it's because of that. You know you know why I think it's because what I called it? Because uh, Bugs Bunny had a cartoon uh-huh. where he's stranded on a, on an island with Yosemite Sam. <laughs> and there's a pirate. It, every, everything I know I learned from cartoons. And there's a pirate sheep, ship and uh, Yosemite <laughs> Sam is eating coconuts. He's like, he's like steamed coconut salad, boiled coconut thing, you know, glass of coconut milk. <laughs> I hate coconut. <laughs> So uh, the I'm drinking a Goya coconut water. Goya. 
Oh boy. With pulp. Oh, so, so it's, um, got the, it's got the shavings of the coconut in there. It's not shavings. It's almost like a really fine dice. Okay. And it's good. And it's sweet. Like, it's it's way sweeter than I expected. But I look at the sugars, and it's a fraction of soda. Well, it's it's probably natural sugars. Oh, this is all natural. It tastes amazing. Love it. It's very refreshing. Is it? It is. All right, so now I have I have homework for tonight. I got to finish this book. I got to reformat the pages. Uh, but uh, okay, that's that. So, kids, this uh, podcast recording is a few weeks since our last. Yeah, it's a couple of weeks. Um, we didn't podcast last week uh, due to illness with your child. Yes, one of your children was sick, and so you needed to stay home. And, uh, and then the week before was something with you. The week before, I was sick. sick. Yeah, 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 yeah. And now, the whole world is sick. And now everybody's sick. (laughs) This is your corona-free zone right now. If you don't want to get the coronavirus, you need to listen to two cynical a-holes. Because we won't give it to you. We won't. We won't. But uh, to rewind a little bit... Um... And this is this is somewhat Corona related, right? Not really, but um, um, at the end of the story, I'll have a nice transition, okay, into the Corona business. Okay, so um, weeks ago, three weeks ago, not three weeks ago, two weeks ago, I went to Washington D.C. Oh, that was uh, that was last weekend, dude. No, it was not. Then it was two weeks ago. It had to have been two weeks ago. Oh, yeah. Ago. It was two weeks was ago because I was at C2E2. I yeah, was at yeah. C2E2. So it's the last week of uh, February. And uh, the um, the Cystic Fibrosis Foundation asked Sarah and I to go out and advocate for... This um, This story angers me, by the way. What? This... this Experience, your experience. Well, I had a... I, the, the, the experience that you're angered by... I'm experienced. It happened to someone else. Okay, yeah, but I'm still angered by the whole that thing. That it needs to be done. That it needs to be done. Yeah, yeah, well, absolutely. It's ridiculous. The fact that in this country, yes, they're not willing to take steps to uh, prevent disease mm-hmm. and illness. Mm-hmm. They'd rather treat it, which it just goes to show what's running this country is business, right. big business. And, it, and not just treat it, but treat it. The cheapest way possible. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, not 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 the actual fix. No, don't fix it. What, what's, Treat it. What's the cheapest Don't possible. cure it. Treat it. Because right. that's where the money's at. Well, if you cure it. You can't. Yeah, if you cure it, then there's no... Uh, there's no more money. There's no more money. So the CF Foundation asks us to go and advocate. Uh, ask Sarah and I. Sarah's done it on a state level. She's gone and talked to local senators and other politicians within Michigan. Um, so now they've asked her to do it, uh, in Washington, DC, Sarah says, I'm not going by myself. So I get roped into this, which is fine. I have no problems advocating. Um, it's just something I thought was her thing and I wanted to leave it her thing. Cause I think she needs some things of her own. You know right. what I mean? She's also, um, she's, she's far better at it than you are. <laughs> now she'll tell you the opposite. No, because she's a lot more even keeled than you, 
And uh, she's much more pleasant to talk to. Listen. And look at. You and I have been friends for how long now? Uh, God, a long time. Too long. A long fucking time. Yeah. I don't talk to normal people like I talk to you. Okay. Well, that's good. <laughs> so anyways, uh, we went off to uh, Washington, D.C. It started It started off as a mess. So we're... Um, well, you were in Washington. Of course it was a mess. No, no, no. Booking our flight. Uh, you know, they tell us this is when you need to book your flight. You need to book it by now, by by a certain date. Make right. sure, or the hotel had to be booked by a certain date. So I just booked the hotel and the flight, same time. And then we get a notice saying, "Okay, here's your itinerary." Well, our flight doesn't land until in the middle of this itinerary they send us. Super. And oh, oh wait, who scheduled the flight? I did. Oh, did you? Oh, okay. Well, that's your fault, stupid. Well, they didn't give me the itinerary. <laughs> they tell me I need to make my plans by such and such date, <coughs> and then the itinerary comes after that date. Well, that was dumb on their part. So, I, uh, so I'm like, eh, no big deal. There's plenty of time. I'll just call Delta, Delta Airlines. I'll call them and say, you know what? This is what's going on. This is the snafu. I see that there's seats available on the flight before. Right. It's no big deal. Can we please switch over? Oh, well, well, sir, you didn't buy the proper ticket. Oh, you had to buy a magical ticket to do this? Sir, you bought a uh, economy basic ticket that doesn't give you any rights whatsoever. Oh, so it's you might be a customer, but you're not do any customer service. But because I did not purchase um, uh, a different type of level of seat right i'm just screwed there's nothing they can do i was like well listen part of this trip is being covered by the cf foundation we have a certain um we have a freaking cap on what we can spend it's not like i can go in there and say yeah give me first class i'll take right. that um there's that and then there's the fact that i'm going out to and when when i'm going out there to advocate for cf none of our issues were cf based they were medical issues across the board so, so it wasn't like you were you were advocating specifically for cf correct you were advocating for improved medical coverage yes. or treatment across the board yes so what i was doing benefits the country in a whole so the person i'm talking to i feel like hey i'm going out there for you too. help me Shit out bird here. Well, she can't do anything. I'm like, well, okay, fine. And at this time, I'm very pleasant. Mm -hmm. I'm very even keeled. And, and I know that I lose my temper. And I'm keeping it that way. <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to be nice. Oh, I have a strategy when I deal with people like this. So I ask for a supervisor. And I wait forever. But I finally get a supervisor on the phone. I explain the situation. And she goes, well, sir, we are allowed on special uh, special instances here and there. We are allowed to help out. So this is what I can do for you. She spiels. She gets me on the other flight. She tells me how, you know, it's a $400 difference, but I only need to pay $175. Oh, really? And I said, excuse me? What are you talking about, lady? She's like, well, uh, the flight that you're trying to get on is now or it costs this much money. I go, yes. My ticket also costs that much money now. Right. But I bought my ticket a few weeks ago, so it was a lot less. So she just thinks that there's a uh, that I'm that I need to pay the difference here, and I'm like, it's the same. It's, it's the, same the same ticket. And uh, 
she got, and up, up until this point, I'm still, I'm the one keeping my cool. I'm right. the one uh, um, keeping my composure. She loses hers. She was so offended that I couldn't accept the fact that she spared us $300 in fees, that she went above and beyond to do this. She did nothing. Exactly. I said, listen, there's a cap on what we can spend. I can't spend a penny more than what we did. There's nothing I can do, sir. And at this point, I didn't want anything else. Right. I just said, forget it. And you know what? Delta was one of the fewer airlines that I was still on good terms with. Well, not anymore. No. You are in a Delta Airlines. You are now an official enemy of two cynical a-holes. It, it's so ridiculous that they break up uh, these tickets. I mean, I there's usually just first class business and coach. Period. Now there's coach economy, coach basic. Well, it's because uh, they got to try and squeeze you for every level. stupid nickel. Exactly. The airlines are the, the airlines are the worst. Oh God, they're the worst. And right now, they're all like every big business is just getting to be so fucking horrible. Right now, because of the coronavirus, because of the shutdown on on travel, you can get a ticket to Hawaii for four hundred dollars from Detroit. Round trip. Round trip. You can get a ticket to Paris. Good luck with the round trip, but to Paris yeah. for three hundred dollars. <laughs> so that tells you people what the markup on our fl- uh, on our plane tickets actually. Oh yeah, are. it's ridiculous. Uh, so it started off that way, right? So we get off the plane and we rush over to the hotel. The conferences, you know, our itinerary, the you know, the conference is happening as we as we walk in. We don't even go to our room; we go straight to the conference. We figure out where we're supposed to be sitting. At this moment, uh, groups, uh, people are, are are grouped off. They're, they're they're in breakout groups, talking about or practicing, you know, how to how to speak to <clears throat> these senators and congressmen. And and Sarah and I find our group. We sit down, and immediately is like, "Oh, welcome!" Blah blah blah. Here, you take a turn. And we're sitting there like, "Take a turn." Take a turn with what? what? Stupid. And they're like, "Well, you know, how are you going to approach this?" And we're like. Approach what? We just sat down. Yeah. We just got off of a plane. We just got off of, got out of an Uber. We're sitting here. I mean, it, it was so, it was so bizarre. So I'm sitting there. And uh, so I just start talking about our experience. You know, I'm like, I don't know what the fuck these people want. And these are all great, wonderful people, volunteers, I should add. Why'd you but even, why'd you even go? No, no, no. But why'd you even start talking? Why didn't you say, look, let me see what's going on first, and then I'll talk? Well, I think we did. I think I think we said, listen, we just got off the plane. We're late. We don't know what step or what level. We don't know what's going on here. We don't know what the purpose of this group is. And then, you know, they quickly said it, so I started talking about my experience. And there's this guy, and God bless him. He's a nice guy. Um, you can tell he comes from money. He doesn't have a lot of hardships in life. Right comes up to me and he shakes my hand and he puts his hand on my shoulder he goes bill and he's looking at me with his baby blues <laughs> and he goes bill that's your story that's your story and, and i was just you know talking about how how you know just sophie's diagnosis you know how it all went down right that's your story i'm like thank you yeah it is my story because it actually happened to me thank you you guys could have explained that you guys could have said, hey, you know, we're, we're leading off with uh, our experiences of cystic fibrosis, how these, there's three asks. 
uh, how these three asks pertain to us, how how it, how it affected us. They could have said all that. Right. And then we could have just jumped right in and not felt like shit bags for right. being late. But no. I hate people. God, I hate people. So then we go. Uh, then we break off and it's lunch. Even people who, who are there to do good mm-hmm. are just jackasses. They're all jackasses. Uh, I met some very interesting people. Oh, that God, I can only imagine. So, um, and then uh, I think we're allowed to leave. So we finally go and check into our room, which is really swank. Yeah. Super nice hotel. We stayed at the JB or JW Marriott. JW Marriott. Just a stone's throw from the White House. Penthouse suite, please. (laughs) JW Marriott. Sarah's, you know, Sarah being Sarah. Bring my bags. Thank you. Sarah being Sarah, you know, she 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 goes through Zillow and looks at people's uh, home values for fun. This right. Is, this is what my wife does. <laughs> so she looks up the hotel room. She's like, our hotel room's over $400 a night. And I'm like, okay, great. That's nice. Yeah. I go, why is it for $400? Well, there is a cheaper one, but we have the view of the cap uh, of the monument. So it's $400 a, mo- a night. And I open up the window. I'm like, yeah, there's, there's the there monument. It is. Big Ben Kids, Parliament. Well, just for the view. Yeah. God. I think it was an extra I, hundred. You know bucks what? Or I like. I don't know how many times I stayed in hotels in Manhattan, mm-hmm. and my view was the brick wall from the building next door, <laughs> and I was fine with it. I wasn't there yeah. to sit and look out the window. So, we had to go back for dinner. Dinner was heavy apps. They're like, so it's not. You know, if you need, if you think you need to eat, 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 but it's gonna be heavy apps. We didn't eat. We went down. The spread was amazing. Yeah. Um, See, that's what I like about things like this right. is the food. Uh, they had a nice uh, salmon with like a lemon blur blanc sauce. Um, they had some type of risotto. I forget what was in the risotto. Probably mushroom. When you walked in, you got either a mushroom empanada or a goat cheese tart thing. Um, they had uh, barbecue pork buns, mm. um, pot stickers, uh, some other dim sum. Ah, oh, nice. Then nice. they had sliders, including crab cake sliders. Ooh! But they were a little dry. But if you took your ca- crab cake slider over to the salmon station and put some of that lemon blur, blur blanc on it, <laughs> you were doing good. <laughs> and then they had a street taco station and a bar. An open bar. Oh, God, I love an open bar. It was amazing. The woman at the bar could not speak a lick of English. Right. Could not understand what... This is what I asked for. Okay. Can I get a vodka and tonic? And she didn't know how to make it. Okay. There's two ingredients, and I've already named them. Okay. So she would get the vodka, she would pour it out into the glasses, and then she would pick up the seltzer water, and I'd shake my head no. And she'd pick up the ginger ale, and I'd shake my head no. <laughs> and then she'd pick up the tonic, and I'd go, yep, that's the one. <laughs> and then she'd pour it in, and uh, a couple lime wedges, and they were amazing. I, I didn't get a look at the Free the drinks vodka, are always really good. But uh, my wife and I were happy with the drinks. Yeah. And then the, probably drinking Tito's. And then the conference. Stolies. Yeah, I mean, I could list off a bunch of top shelf vodkas if you want, but you know that's not what we're here for. <laughs> um, and then the conference, you know, they tell you about all the advancements and what's going on with CF. And the big problem is, all the advancements they are amazing, they are great. My kids do get the benefit, 
but there's 10% of CF patients that don't get the benefit. They're just SOL. And because... And why? Why is that? It's a different type of mutation. Oh. So, um, although they've uh, begun to crack the code on the mutation in the genes that my children have, and most CFers have, um, this 10% is a little... A little diff more difficult. Yeah, a little more difficult. So, we but, learn all this. Wow. Um, they talk about, you know previous years i think this is like the 16th year where i think that what, what do we call it march on the hill or something something like that the capital. Dun, dun, dun. and uh you know they're talking about being nervous and being that and i'm like i'm sitting there i'm like why is anybody why nervous? should you be nervous no one should be nervous the people you're talking to work for us exactly you pay their salary you elect them into their position they're your employee when you walk in there you walk in there with your balls out and you scratched him right above his desk, and then you sit down, and then you tell him what you want. That's how it works. But everyone else, you know, is like, oh, but I'm the so thing nervous. is, is they don't act that way. And we had a person they in our group act as if they are above us, and there's the problem with our politics. You know what? I didn't encounter that at no? all. No. Well, that's good. Um, but we did have a person in our group who is starstruck by this. You know, she's. Yeah, you a, told me about this one. She's. Uh, She's a, pol a political groupie. You know, she wanted to go visit Bernie's office. She wanted to go visit uh, uh, all these different people's offices. And we're like, we're here to work. What are you talking about? So, you know, everyone got the big hurrah. We got an idea of what we're talking about. We had three asks. And none of it, I mean, it pertains to what we need in CF. Is that like three wishes? Yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. So the first ask is increased funding to the FDA. The FDA approves medications. The FDA um, regulates, you know, a lot of things. And but with increased funding, they can do the a lot FDA more. FDA can approve these medications quicker. They can go through this backlog of things that they have. Absolutely. And and get these needed medications to the people who they'll help. For instance. Um, and this is my story. <laughs> For instance, Sophia uh, gets to take uh, the new medication called Trikafta. This new medication is pretty much a miracle drug. It, it kind of fixes the mutation within the body. Um, instead of treating a symptom, it's treating the cause. Okay. So she get, she benefits greatly and that, from it. You know, uh, a lot of people who don't have to deal with illnesses don't realize that you know, like when you have a the flu or cold or something, and you're taking uh, cold medications, it's that's treats the symptoms. It's just to alleviate your discomfort. Right. When you can treat the cause of something, that's how you cure it. Right. So they're super close to. Uh, well, I don't know how. When I say super close to a cure, they're a hell of a lot closer than they were two years ago. Exactly. Exactly. It gives us a a, a lot of hope. So, for instance, she's on Trikafta. She's been on Trikafta since December. She had her first clinic uh, Monday of this week. She um, blew her uh, clinic away, literally, because uh, they do these tests. It's called a PFT test. It measures uh, the strength of their lungs, basically. And she's oh, is that when they have to blow into the? Yeah, it's it's similar to what you're thinking. Well, because yeah, I see I see you show you 
post pictures of the girls blowing. Well, into, no, those are her. Or is that the vapor treatment? Yeah, that's okay. her vapor treatments. So they do these tests, and she's never gotten above like a, a ninety or. And this was when she's extremely healthy, and when she's less healthy, um, you know, it's in the seventies or whatever. You know, this number. Well, she went in there and she blew a hundred, no problem. Nice. So, um, but because of the FDA being able to approve this medication five months ahead of when they thought they would, she's benefiting today. Right. And that only happens when the FDA is properly funded and they have the resources to go through and test everything, make sure everything's safe for us, and then to approve it. So that's what we were asking. Give the FDA a little bit money. Give them a little bit more money. We weren't asking for anything crazy either. We're, right. I think we were asking for like a 3% increase. 3%. Do you, you realize like uh, cost of living is more than that? Yes. So that was the one ask. The other ask was an increase in the NIH. Now the NIH, what they do is they support um, scientists. They support companies that do the research on how to cure things, how to develop drugs for things, how to find more antibiotics. That was the big thing, antibiotics. We need more antibiotics. The country or the world is really is low on antibiotics. But we also need new forms of antibiotics. Correct. Because our bodies are becoming immune to the antibiotics that we're currently using. So a CF patient is pretty much consistently on a type of antibiotic. Okay. And the the analogy given at the conference, for instance, was we're the parakeet or the canary in the coal mine. Right. You know, you send a, a canary down in the coal mine to see if there's ample oxygen for someone to survive. Well, what it, what, what it was was if there was methane gas. That's what it was. The canaries would die first. So um, we're feeling the effects of not having enough antibiotics first before any other uh, medical issue so we're in there saying listen we're feeling the effects right now it's only a matter of time before the rest of the world starts feeling these effects so increase money to the nih have them focus on antibiotics have them develop more antibiotics which again benefits everyone not just us right and then the final ask was of course affordable health care in whatever form anyone wants it to be it's it, you know we weren't in there we, saying yeah we weren't uh, yeah you weren't advocating for one thing right you were saying we weren't in there we going just need Medicare things for to all. be more affordable for the people who are struggling with ins- health insurance bills and things like that so uh during that ask you know that's where my story came into play i re- i feel really bad because that dude from missouri was really nice to me and i hate to keep poking fun yeah, fuck him fuck <laughs> so um you know when Sophia was first diagnosed, everything, you know, was manageable. Like, you know, you, you get over, you know, you, you're given the diagnosis, your heart drops, and then time passes, and you still see her run, running around like a normal little kid, and you're like, okay. Well, not we can really, handle because this. she's just a baby. Well, she was two and a half. Oh, she wasn't diagnosed until she, she was two almost and a half? two. She was almost two. Oh, yeah, wow. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I thought they knew. No, like, hope, early hope on. right away. Um,. So that passes, and then treatments, and you see her connected to all these things. You know, you, you feel this, you, you feel this hurt for her, but then that passes, and then so we're finally getting the leave. We're on this emotional roller coaster, and uh, the hospital has this brand new 
um, brand new uh, um, thing for, for patients. They have a brand new service. We're going to bring you your meds to you. You don't have to come down and wait in the line. Give us the prescription. We'll go down to the pharmacy. Someone will deliver them to you and you guys can go. Perfect. We give them everything we need. We're sitting there. We're all talking. Um, we're just waiting. Right. Because we know as soon as they're here, we finally get to take our little girl home. You know, this is over a week in the hospital now. Oh, my gosh. And we're waiting and we're waiting. And then finally a woman comes up and she doesn't have any meds in her hands. So I'm just ready to get up and start yelling. Right. Like, we've been here long enough. What the fuck? And uh, I go, is there an issue? I don't understand. And she's like, well, there's a $2,500 balance. And I go, did you run the insurance? I don't. What, what are you talking about? Twenty five hundred dollars. She goes, Yeah, that's after the insurance. At that point, you know, my my stomach just dropped, and I'm like, you know, thinking, and I, uh, you know, when Sophia was diagnosed, again, it was tough to deal with, but I don't, like, I can't picture the moment when we got the diagnosis, but. I have a freeze frame in my head the moment I got that bill. Right. And I'm looking out the window uh, of, of her room. I'm looking at um, whatever street Children's is on. And I can picture every car today. I know what cars were there. I know what buildings were there because now the building landscape is different today than it was then. I can picture exactly the way it looked back then. Because you think to yourself, okay, fine, we can manage $2,500 now. And we can probably manage $2,500 next month. But how do you sustain that? Right. How, how do you do that? As the kids get older and more expenses accrue and, and that's uh, a big nut. And I'm, and the, it's not like the the medication would get cheaper as time goes right. on. It'll just get more expensive. So, and this is this was bad on children's part. And I've, and I've already uh, addressed it with them and I think they've changed things. But no, one, no one's there to tell you, hey, don't freak out. There's programs and there's services through Michigan that help you cover these costs because of because of what it is nobody was there to tell me any of that stuff right the pharmacist was there with a bill and that was it so but come to find out there's children's special health care services through michigan that covers a lot of uh, your medical needs after your insurance covers their part so with that we're able to afford their meds and right now between sophia's meds and hope's meds our monthly bill after insurance right is about 60 grand a month holy shit so i would sit there in 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 an office and go that's a new cadillac that's people people a month there are some people who don't make that much in a year no i go that's a new cadillac not in my driveway every month yeah that's a new lexus that's pick your luxury car that's what it is a month so that was my story. So, but, uh, you know, and then we would go through, we had a list of uh, congressmen that we had to go see. We would either meet with their health aides who would then take notes and present a dossier to their, to their um, representative. Uh, we did meet with a couple representatives. We met with um, Frank Upton, who's a Republican representative um, for the west side of the state. Okay. Kalamazoo area. And uh, representing the zoo. This was the first Republican that we had, so I was, I was, I was, I was there. I was, I was ready. I, was, I thought for sure me and him are going to be tussling on the ground. 
And uh, he was nothing but pleasant, understood everything we were saying, and supported everything we were saying. Just because he's a Republican doesn't mean he's not a human being. Um, And we met with Andy Levin. Andy Levin was great. Obviously supported everything we wanted. And then, and then there were some weird things. Like we, we, I forget which representative we were meeting, but that person was way overbooked. We couldn't even go into the office. The receptionist had to come out into the hallway and meet with us. Receptionist. Receptionist. That's bullshit. And, um, you know, I thought the same thing. I, I kind of shut down. I didn't really participate as much. There's I'm like, no point. None of this is going to go back. Nope. Uh, but we had uh, Patrick. Patrick works for the foundation, and he's done this many times. And he goes, more often than not, I mean, your group's a little um, lucky this time around. More often than not, this is how it's done. This is what we're doing. That's bullshit. Um, so that was weird. And then another one was, you know, we met with this uh, health aide, I guess. But you know what? If you were a lobbyist with a with a well, uh, Visa gift card with $5,000 on it, that's you would have gotten thing. right in that goddamn office to hand that's that gift card off. That's the thing. That is absolutely a thing. But you know what? As advocates for the CF uh, Foundation, we are their lobbyists, you know? Which is awful. And, and, and unfortunately, we wouldn't need to advocate if it wasn't for lobbyists. Right. We're, we're, we're trying to counter the lobbyists. You know, they come in there with the money, yep. with the bribing, donations. Bribing the... The elected officials from the pharmaceutical companies, from the medical community, and saying this is how things need to be. Because, you know what? They're fucking making millions and billions mm-hmm. off of sick people. Yep. And it's, and it's disgusting. And like I told Tony before, everything went well for me and Sarah, for our group. You know, we talked to people. Everyone seemed very receptive. We didn't get any type of pushback. But at the end of the night... Uh, they do this like wrap up party. Everyone gets together and they talk about um, they talk about their experiences that day. Not everyone had a pleasant experience. I'm sure they met with people who just flat out said, "Yeah, we can't support that." But sir, I just told you my kid's dying. Yeah, we can't support that. I mean, and the reason does, they can't support does, that see, is because they were paid not to. They're support paid it. not to support. It. And the the thing is, is Common decency says do things that are going to help the weakest members of society that can't help themselves. That's who are children. Mm -hmm. If you can't vote to support uh, a program or support funding for a program to help sick kids, you're a fucking asshole and then some and And i don't care i don't care what party you belong to i don't care what god you pray to i don't care if you believe in santa claus you're a fucking asshole how does that just not common decency it boggles my mind that somebody would just flat out say that it's amazing what money can do it can rip out your soul what if you don't have a soul well then you're easy. it's a little less money then. I guess. So you better pretend you have a soul so you get more money. All right. Oh, that's what I'll stop doing. Oh, man. So, uh, <clears throat> so yeah, people are talking about their experiences, positive and negative. And like I said earlier, uh, 10% of the CF community isn't really in good shape like the rest with all these advancements. And, you know, one person got up and talked and, you know, 
you know, his daughter was on Tricafta. His daughter's doing amazing. And, you know, he's asked why he still continues to advocate. And then uh, he starts to choke up a little bit, which gets the whole room going. And he goes, it's because of, uh, you know, it's because of Bob's daughter. You know, Bob's daughter is one of the 10%. And I know Bob now through these, you know, advocating things. And um, <clears throat> I know his kid. His kid talks with my kid. You know, how can I just sit at home and say, okay, my kid's going to be fine. Right. And But, the, you know, and that's the thing. It's, you know, I didn't know much about CF. Right. Until and I no met one you. Does. No I one know. does. Nobody, nobody really does. Because when something doesn't affect you, it it's not paramount on your mind right but because i know you and sarah and i know your kids it suddenly becomes more important to me and i love your girls like they were my kids and i appreciate and, that. and so you know when things come up you know fundraisers or whatever you help it's just you know and it and also it makes me more um aware of other uh you know, childhood ailments. I mean, I was, right. I was, my family. There's was, a ton going on out there, guys. And the sea. So many people need any... to be helped out. And and you know, you get. I mean, no child should have to suffer. No. You know, the, children should be allowed to just have fun and play and not have to worry about anything like that. So you know, I'm I'm a lot more conscious of children's charities and things like that. When I was. uh you know, living home, my, my little sister um, had juvenile rheumatoid arthritis, which affected her immensely. I mean, the, for the longest time, they had no idea, you know, she her joint, all her joints, she couldn't move. She, I mean, she was in real bad shape. And they were giving her a lot of aspirin, and the aspirin caused all these side effects um, until they realized this is what she has, and she shouldn't be taking aspirin. Um... But to this day, my dad donates a considerable amount of money every year uh, to St. Jude's Children's Hospital because they did so much for my sister and for the, you know, helping the family. Mm -hmm. They never gave my father a bill for anything. And he's like, you know, they took care of my, my child. Think about how, how many families I, they do I that How can I not... For? Exactly. Help them. How can I not donate? They, you know, what would have happened to my sister if it wasn't for St. Jude's Children's Hospital? And that's why, you know, we've we've spoken before how we want Rocketing Studios to be involved in in fundraising for things like Make a Wish and you know Absolutely. and other things that help children mm -hmm. because, it, you know, we've both been touched by what these services do, and it, you know, you give back. I mean, that's what. That's what the world should be about. That's what human, you know, being a human being should be about is help when you can. Absolutely. I mean, even something like Make-A-Wish, you know, you might look at Make-A-Wish and go, well, that's not really doing anything for it's them. Doing they're not, so they're, they're not curing, uh, they're not curing their ailments. They're not helping with their medical needs. But you know what? It they're, helps they're more helping than with you with their know. mental needs. It does so much to raise the spirits of the child which raises the spirits of the parents. It's you to see a child who's struggling with pure joy on their face is 
I watch videos online for you know Make a Wish things, yeah. and it you just, nail it. I mean, you nailed it. It move. It's so moving. Sophia took a Make a Wish trip to Disney. Well, the whole family did, but um, what was it now? Two or three years ago? Yeah, something like that. Sophia was coming of age. You know, she she got to a, a, an age where she's understanding what it's like, what it means to have cystic fibrosis. You know, she's a little kid. You know, we we put her in a vest. You know, uh, for a vest treatment, she nebulizes some medications here. She pops some pills, but she doesn't understand really the ramifications. The of ramifications the of her condition. And when she got to this age, you know, she's starting to understand the ramifications. She's probably she's, asking questions. She's asking and... questions. Um, she's wondering why does she, why can't she go do certain things? Her dream is to go off to camp. You know, mom's scared to let her go uh, to sleepaway camp because of her medical treatments. Um, but she's also she realizes that she doesn't get the she doesn't get the lifespan that most people do. Right. And uh, so she was down. She was down. She uh, noticeably down. And my wife and I picked up picked up on it right away. And we're like, okay, I think it's time to get this make a wish thing going, you know, to lift their spirits. And boy did it ever. I mean, I got my kid back. My yeah. my kid was back. She was if if you ever met Sophia, she's 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 a firecracker. She's got personality out the wazoo. Um if you give if you give her guff, she gives it to you back tenfold. I mean, she's she's just an amazing kid. And to see her down when she was down, to see her essentially defeated was heartbreaking heartbreaking especially you know an eight-year-old kid nine-year-old kid to you know a kid shouldn't be defeated no you know that's when they should be full of life and you know ready to conquer the world and have nothing but their imagination to you know dictate what they're gonna do so i i i i can't tell you the benefits of make a wish as precisely as I'd like to the feelings that it gave my entire family, especially Sophia is amazing. I mean, it's a simple thing of just going to friggin' Disney world, swimming in the hotel pool, riding some rides. I mean, she, she got a little extra things, you know, she was, um, ball of the ball at their fundraiser. She got to meet Seth Meyers and whatnot, but all those things all together. I mean, she felt special. She felt, uh, she got to be in this area and, um, Feel like a kid. The place that you stay on a Make a Wish trip to Disney World is called Give Kids the World, and that's separate from Make a Wish, and that's equally magical because uh, they work with Make a Wish and other programs like Make a Wish for kids. When people are there, they pay for nothing. Um, foods provided, the accommodations are amazing, and at, there were times where I felt like we didn't deserve to be there. <clears throat> because I'm looking at all the other kids there, and the other kids there looked like they be they belonged. I mean, right. you have kids that they're not even in wheelchairs; they're in stretchers, and they have to be wheeled through uh, the dining area, or you know, they don't. They have areas uh, like in the pool; it's wheelchair accessible. They have these wheelchairs made out of uh, PVC that allow kids to actually go into the pool. I mean, to see all these kids, one. It tells us that things aren't as bad. As I mean, they th could be. Yeah, yeah. Things can be way worse. 
and and it shows us what these services do and these services do lift spirits and lifting spirits is it 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 brings it brings their lives back it really does and i i i just think you know as a parent just think about you know when your kid is is just down about something whether it's you know losing a, a sports game or getting a bad mark or whatever it is something that that just makes them feel low and you take them out for ice cream ice or cream, something yeah. and you know and you you're joking around with them and they start to smile and get happy again and that feeling it gives you mm-hmm. to see them you know coming back to being that happy-go-lucky kid again just you know imagine the, the a much bigger scale yeah yeah so yeah that's what we did in dc <laughs> <laughs> um so it was great i mean we met some people uh, I got up and spoke a little bit, and uh, I expressed how um, how this was the first time I felt like I could do something, like, you know, this advocating, you know, because you really feel helpless when your kid gets a diagnosis like this. You know, you know you're know, you not a doctor. You can't go into the uh, lab and start formulating yeah, a Yeah, you a can't cure, do anything. You know, and, uh, <clears throat> and you're not a billionaire, so you can't pay someone else to do it, but... Me actually, you know, running around Capitol Hill, meeting with all these different people, explaining um, how it affects our family and listening to how it affects other people's family and getting the message out there. And it's not, again, it wasn't just CF. It was, you know, all sorts of issues that this would cover. Well, yeah, the things you're advocating for would help everyone. They're human services, period. So for the first time since the diagnosis, I felt like I had, you know, I could do something about it. So I, I spoke about that, and uh, I might have gotten a little emotional during that talk. A little bit. And, Which uh, you tend to do. I'm, I'm actually surprised you've kept your composure this, this whole uh, show so far. Well, you know, I didn't know I would get... I, don't, I didn't know I got emotional over this type of stuff until I was at a fucking kayak fishing tournament. <laughs> of all things! <laughs> I was at a kayak I fishing... I fishing! It was the <laughs> best looking fish I ever caught! No, it, it, it's a kayak fishing tournament uh, to benefit Make-A-Wish. So it's been going on for 10 years. Uh, we raise uh, we raise over 10 grand uh, this l- these last couple years each time. And uh, usually there's someone there from Make-A-Wish to, to talk to the group yeah. and kind of, you know, tell them, you know, what they're doing is good and yada, 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 keep doing it. Well, no one came out this past year. So the organizer comes up to me. He goes, uh, do you mind talking? Uh, because uh, the Make-A-Wish person isn't here. And I'm like, yeah, sure, whatever. I get up there, and I fucking lose it, like, almost immediately <laughs> talking about Sophia and, uh, you know. And I'm like, what the fuck? So up until that point, I've never gotten emotional over things like this. You know, I, I and it's one of those things, depending on who I'm with. Right. You know, if I'm around Sarah, I, I've got to be the strong one. So, you know, I can't afford to get emotional because I have to be her, uh, her rock. But, you know, Sarah wasn't there. No one was there. You know, I was the one being affected by it. And boom, it happened. And then, yeah, when I was talking, when, when I got up to speak at uh, the conference, I just wanted to let, you know, everyone was sharing. I wanted to share a little bit. I didn't think I'd get emotional. I got a little emotional, whatever. But then everyone, I'm a, I'm a celebrity after that. <laughs> I, there's people literally lining up to talk to me uh. <laughs> afterwards. And I'm like, I don't want to do anything but leave and go in my hotel room. I want to go to my hotel room and have a, have a drink and go to bed. 
So, you know, everyone was super nice. I get it. They just wanted to show support. I understand. But, you know, as a man, you don't get emotional. And when you do, you just want to get the fuck out of there. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and that was the thing, you know, you know, I, as a man, you know, you take care of your family. And that that's the point I had gotten. I just told them, you know, I'm a man. I want to take care of my family. This is the first time I felt I, you know, I could do something about it. So after expressing those feelings, they still came up to me. So they all come up and, you know, I'm, I'm getting business cards. Call me whenever you want. I don't have voicemail. I'm like, oh, thanks, stranger. Yeah. <laughs> what am I going to call you for? Hey, remember me? I, I cried while talking into a microphone in a but, big room of people. Again, super nice. But again, you know, what's the, what's the title of this show, guys? Uh, We're two fucking cynical a-holes. Uh, God damn right we are. Um, but I meet all these people. I meet some drunk mom. Yes, I love drunk moms. From Ohio. She starts singing. Oh, that. Right, right away she's got yeah, a strike against yeah. she's like, she's you're Michigan, Ohio. right? And she starts singing the stupid I hate Michigan song that Ohioans have for us. Keep in mind, Michigan doesn't have a song about we hate Ohio. Ohio. Well, you know what? We hate them so much. We're not going to go through the. We're not going to go through the time of writing a song about it. See, I don't hate anybody. I'm just indifferent about I, everyone. I see, and and I hate everybody. Um, but I can care less. I don't follow college sports. Sing yeah. your stupid song. But uh, you know, she wanted to connect, and now her case is really weird. You ready for this? Oh, good. She has identical twins. One has CF, one does not. Really? Yes. It's wow. a genetic disease. And they have identical genetics, and yet one has it and one doesn't. Can you believe that? That's outrageous. That's insane. They actually look like those uh, harp twin girls. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, I didn't say anything. I knew they were from Ohio. I knew they might know, but I'm like, yeah. She was already drunk. She, she was like... Speaking <laughs> of drunk, I need to get a beer, so talk. <laughs> Grab a beer out the fridge, whatever you want. So that was the the conference. I met a, a ton of people. Jesus Christ. You know, I, I know I've said some things for um, comedic value, but everyone there was amazing. Everything everything was great. And then the last day of the the last day that we were in DC was actually uh, my wife Sarah's birthday. So we ran around DC. We went and grabbed breakfast at this place called the Hamilton. Or no, it's on the back side of the Hamilton. It's still part of it, but it had a different name. Whatever. We had amazing breakfast. We went over and did Damn the it. <laughs> we went and did the the Smithsonian's. We went to you know we couldn't go to all of them. So Which we, ones did you go to? We went to um, Natural History Museum and American History Museum. Damn, see, I want to go to the American History Smith American History Smithsonian Museum. I've never great. been. The, every time we go, it's oh, I want to go to the air and space. I want to say you know I've seen the air and space. I could look at planes outside flying over my head. I don't want to see that anymore. I am picking up my phone and I'm going to show Tony what is in the lobby of the American History American History is Museum. my like especially the Revolutionary War. That's my favorite period of American history. This is and I never get to go to American History Museums of the American History Museum. Oh, jeez, I bet. And we do a lot of comic book conventions, and I have yet to see this at a comic con. Well, oh my god! <laughs> it is a picture of the 1988 89 89 Batmobile that uh. Uh, Michael Keaton drove. Yeah, yeah. So I've seen every version of Batmobile at these cons. I've never seen never seen one. that one. No. And it's in the. It, it was right there That's in the lobby. Cool. 
so they had great exhibits. They have uh like they have a um an exact replica of uh Julia Child's kitchen. Yeah. So that was kind of neat to see. Is this a pop culture museum or an American history museum? Well, it's part of our history. Yeah, but it's pop culture history. Well, they had both. I mean, they had a, they, it was all mixed in. So they had muskets so you would, and, and... Yeah, they did. Okay. You walked over and you saw um, a lot of different ships, the type of ships that were used to you know navigate the seas at the time. Um, they had mock-ups of what, like, like a little cobblestone, you know area of new york might be where you know they have a fruit vendor or whatever right there. right um they had a whole presidential wing they had on exhibit every single uh first lady's uh dress uh, yeah for the inauguration Signature dress oh, oh inauguration dress yeah, yeah, yeah and uh and and the dishes that they chose the the well that's a big thing is the pattern that the first lady chooses for the white house yeah big fucking thing i mean i will it's say, a big thing to the White House, it's... I mean, I could give a shit about okay. it. It's a fucking plate. Whose pattern had the most gold on it? I don't fucking know. Well, think about it. Is it... Is it... Who if, loves... See, I expected it to be the Trumps. Because if you look at, like, Trump's uh, apartments, all yeah. gaudy and gold and this and that, it was actually the Clintons. You know, I was going to say the Clintons, but... Uh, <laughs> They they had a lot of pop culture. Um, they have the they have the first uh, U.S. flag on display. Okay. Now Sarah was telling me she she had gone to D.C. with her high school when she graduated, and um, they've changed history since then. Yeah, but the flag was hanging uh-huh. at that time. This time it was it was on the ground. It was on an angle, but it was laid down, and I'm sure it's because really? of uh, the gravity and the stress on the fibers. Oh, it could and stuff be, like yeah. That. So they it's to help preserve it. Um, but yeah, they, there was a lot of pop, pop culture going on in there. They, they, they showed, um, there's rooms where it's nothing but like video games. See, that could be a whole separate museum. The, the Smithsonian be. pop culture museum. Um, Get it done, people. <laughs> uh, they had, uh, the ruby red slippers from Wizard of Oz. And I think what's happening is. See, you know what though? Okay. This is what I consider the dumbing down of the American people. Because if you're looking at American history, I don't consider pop culture. Although it's yeah, it's it's important. It's important in fashioning certain aspects of our daily <laughs> life. But American history should be historical events that have shaped our nation, not pop culture events. Pop culture is a whole separate entity. Believe it or not, I have an even more cynical outlook on this. You should. It's about the money. Because you know what? Oh, that's what's drawing people in. Because no. they're too stupid to realize what the hell's important in life, that they need to be drawn in by a Batmobile and red ruby slippers. What are they selling in the gift shops? Oh, my God. So there's Batman t-shirts and Wizard of Oz t-shirts and... There you go. Uh, video games. Exit through the gift shop. You can buy... Listen to this. You can buy a one-up video arcade... At the Smithsonian. Why would you buy that there? It's then the you got to ship it home. Yes. Jesus Christ. So that was that museum. And, you know, there was other cool things. Like uh, there was a whole presidential wing. You know, someone had made a quilt out of all the um, campaign ribbons. Because back in the day, instead yeah, of buttons, you had you the get ribbons. ribbons. Yep. There was a nice big quilt. 
Um, you get to see uh, this was a really cool exhibit. I don't even think I took a picture. I wish I did. Um, what the Secret Service, like what they would carry through the years. So it started off with like a six shooter revolver, right? Uh, you know this and that. Well, now it's like a little submachine gun. The earpiece. The uh, the no, smart, they don't even wear bulletproof vests. No, the smart watches and all this other gear. It's, it's, it was really cool to see that. I give, you know, side note here. You got to give Secret Service agents a hell of a lot of credit for being willing to take that job. No bulletproof vests, and mm. their job is to be a human shield for the president or whatever elected official they're protecting. Why not the bulletproof? Uh, uh, because it would hinder their movement, I think. But I would think but you cops want them to stay alive. I mean, they they have more than two bullets, whoever's shooting. Yeah. You know, but whatever. Um, and then from there, we went to the Natural History Museum, which was my favorite. And it was amazing. I mean, I've never been to the Natural History Museum in Smithsonian either. So you walk in and there's just giant uh, elephant right on top of the receptionist desk like that's what greets you and then it goes off into different rooms what happens if it poops i don't know um but of course i wanted to go into the dinosaurs and see all the uh yeah. the dinosaur bones and it's just amazing because you know we don't have a natural history museum here in detroit we have to go to ann arbor to uh see any type of dinosaurs or yeah. mammoths and stuff like that and that's a that's a pretty decent museum i've been there i haven't been there yet the one in new york is really nice i bet so, um, tons of dinosaurs, woolly mammoths, all this stuff, um, aquatic. You get to walk over, you walk around a certain section, and um, there's archaeologists, paleontologists, anthropologists, whatever they are. They're working on things. They're unearthing things. They're so not you, unearthing shit. They they've already unearthed something, and they're cleaning it up. Well, this one guy had like a a brick the size of a, a cinder block. Of Earth, right? And he's chipping away at it. He's okay. getting the stuff that's within it. Okay, out. yeah, but it—he didn't dig it up right there. One guy is just cleaning stuff off, and then another guy is preparing like the housings for this stuff. Like he's, you know, cutting out pieces of foam where the, um, I think they were working on a, a, a stegosaurus where they can put each piece in and keep it nice right. and safe, kind of like uh, one of those pelican case things. So that was super cool. Lucy, the missing link, was there. Oh, she's there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I want to meet her. Um, I used to like. Her oh, TV we met show. Jane Goodall there. Get the fuck out of here! Jane Goodall's dead. I know. Is she stuffed and, and they have Jane Goodall's body in there? This volunteer mm. might as well have been Jane fucking Goodall. Really? Because we, Sarah and I, were standing there. We're looking at Lucy, and she walks up. She's got khakis on, and she's older. She's got the shorter gray hair. And uh, because she's a volunteer, she's wearing this vest, kind of like Jane Goodall would wear. Right. And she's talking to us about <laughs> primitive apes. I'm like, that's fucking Jane Goodall. <laughs> you know, they were the first apes to throw their poo. <laughs> what the hell was she telling us? I don't know. And then they have this nice exhibit, you know, you know, they've unearthed all these different steps of evolution, supposedly. And... So some of the display was only their heads. Okay. But they placed it on a stand that would be their height. Okay. So you're, as you're walking around, you're like, okay, this person's this height. This Right. They were fucking hobbits, man. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, it, we have, as a people, grown. Um, back when, you know, the country was settled, 
I think the average height uh, of a person was five foot four or five. It were very small people. Yeah. And, uh, you know, now the average height is five foot ten. Five foot eleven. Yeah, it's crazy. So uh, we finished up there. It was fun. It was great. Um, had one last meal. We that that was at the Hamilton. It was amazing. We walk in, and they're like, "It's sushi happy hour." Oh, everything's half off. So we were, you know, I was I was kind of wanting a burger, but I'm looking at the sushi list, and I'm like, half off. We could like feast. Yeah, and that's exactly what we did. It was amazing. Hell yeah, man! Um, I haven't had sushi in so long. And then we flew home. So that was that. So, folks, uh, our little transition here is I was in Washington, D.C. weeks before the shit hit the fan asking for extra funding uh, for our medical infrastructure. Right. And now they're locking everything down because we didn't have the wherewithal to take care of shit beforehand. Although. All right. Now here. You, you told me to wait. Here we go. I'm all for precautions. Mm-hmm. I'm all for keeping people, especially uh, the vulnerable, like the young and the elderly, mm-hmm. from getting deathly sick. Mm-hmm. But this stupid coronavirus mm-hmm. is not nearly as bad as some of the things we've seen in the last four or five years but you don't like even know H1 that i could tell I by the numbers there's no md you, at the end of your name look i have a my my medical degree is uh through birthright um <laughs> it started with my grandfather he passed to my father and now it's mine it's that italian saliva that you rub on the <laughs> yes cheek. you lick your finger you rub it on your kid's face and cures everything but if you look at the numbers mm-hmm. more people suffered from and died from H1N1, swine flu, uh, you know, any other than have mm-hmm. from Corona. Well, it's the beginning of Corona. It's not the beginning. The beginning of the Corona was months ago. It mm-hmm. started over in China or, you know, wherever. In countries with better medical infrastructure. Yeah, but also with uh, a larger... Uh, uh, no, no, no. Let me finish. Oh, There's no, a larger disp- a disparity between the wealthy and the poor, mm-hmm. and the poor live in absolute shit. Well, that so those people are constantly discovering new diseases because of the filth they live in and the stuff they eat. That's why it all starts over there. Well, there is a conspiracy theorist out or theory out there. I do not. Uh, um I do not subscribe. You only only subscribe to conspiracies that point uh, the Republicans in a bad light. I'm not even a Democrat, man. (laughs) So anyways, um, there's a theory out there that the coronavirus was released by the Chinese government to help control their population. I would not be surprised. These are people who were rumored to... uh, in the days of one family, one child, they do have a would, population would take issue. their girl children and leave them out in the wilderness to die. That was the rumor. A little Game of Thrones there. So, uh, I, I mean, it wouldn't it wouldn't surprise me. I don't know. You know, nothing surprises me right. anymore. I'm just you know the the heartlessness of the human race is a ever lowering scale, and uh, goddamn it, I love it. So on Wednesday, I go to class. 
and uh, I open up my email and there's, you know, there's an address about the coronavirus and the email basically says this. Listen, we don't know what's going to happen. We don't know. We're all going to die. Wash your hands. Wash your ass. We're all going to die. Uh, we don't know what's going to happen, but there might be a chance that we have to move your classes to online, you know, blah, 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 blah. So I'm just straightforward with my students. I don't want uh, I don't want to surprise anyone with anything. So I let them know. I'm like, listen, I don't know what's going on. This is what's happening. Yada, yada, yada. Um, there might be a chance it'll go. Uh, we use a system called Canvas. So I'm, I'm, in, I'm, I'm letting them know about that stuff. And I have a kid raise his hand and he kind of has your mentality on this. And he goes, well, you know, even if we got the coronavirus, it's not going to affect us. And I'm like, I understand that, dummy. But if you have the coronavirus, you then take it to someone else. And it might not even be someone who would be affected by it. But then that person takes it to to someone else else that might be affected by it. So these precautions are only to minimize the spread of the virus. That's it. Yeah, that, no, that's exactly what it is. And the thing is, is I'm not saying it's a bad thing that we're doing this. Right. But we should have done it for these other ones. Uh, yeah, I mean, I guess. You know, if that's the case, if you're looking to save lives, why didn't we do it for H1N1? Why right. didn't we, you know, why didn't we do it for all these other ones? So um, in the same email, it says to limit our... Um limit our contact with students you know if you have to meet with a student after hours you know do it through email or whatever don't bring them into your office yada 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 so uh, my next class i said you know what i'll take that to heart i'm like here's the assignment go do it for homework get out of here (laughs) and that's exactly what i did i sent the class home um you know i did my demo of what the assignment was i said okay now go home and do it then yesterday we get the email or we get a we get a lot more information yesterday. Uh, schools are shut down. My kids are off of school for one whole month. Our school shut down uh, to the twenty second, as of now. It might get extended. Twenty second of March. Yes. So I'm off completely. You know next what the week. worst part about this is? I can't sub a class if the school is not open. <laughs> you can't make money. I can't make a lick of money. Uh, We get a follow-up email from the uh, union letting us know, don't worry, you'll get paid during your time off. So I'm still getting paid. Oh, look at you. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But the school is still getting paid. That's why. Right. You have to teach online. You can't, you know, you you guys can't see my air quotes. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So I I already talked to you about this. Yeah. Like... I want to say like Monday or whatever, I was visiting my mom and her husband pulls me in to his room. He's like, we got to prepare. We got to do this. We got to do that. Look what's happening in Italy. I'm like, you're nuts. I go and I start naming off all the diseases that you just did. I go, everyone's fine. Calm down. We lived through that. We'll live through this. I went shopping that day. Did not buy an extra. You know, he was like, you got to get cases of beans and, you know, cases of like spam, you know, something that has long shelf life. I didn't, I didn't buy any extra. I just did a little regular grocery shopping. Well, when everything started coming through, I'm like, okay, let's go to a store, shut him up a little bit, and get some stuff. Well, this is after all the announcements. This is after the state of emergency. I walk into the store that I was there two days ago with fully stocked shelves. Right. Everyone lost their 
fucking mind. It's ridiculous. Toilet paper's gone. Water's Why? gone. Why is everybody buying up toilet paper? Sauerkraut is gone. They're like, oh my God, not the sauerkraut. My mom specifically asked me, she goes, I want to make some sauerkraut tonight. Will you get me some sauerkraut? I'm like, yeah, I'm at the store. I'll get you some sauerkraut. No fucking sauerkraut. Oh my God. Everyone lost their mind. So um, the kids are going to be home. They're going to be eating me out of house and home. <laughs> I'll be able to get some work done next week at least. That's nice. You know, outside of the school. Uh, well, except the kids will be home. Oh, yeah. Our Comic-Con got canceled this weekend. Right. Um, we, had, uh, we were supposed to, Saturday, we were supposed to be in Toledo for the Fantasticon. Uh, so uh, we, we're going to be losing sales. Uh, yeah. Um, I don't know. Maybe we should do something online. Eh. <clears throat> That's work. All those posts I saw from, like, SourcePoint or, or um, you know, artists or writers... You know, begging. That's what it looked like for me. Begging. Yeah. If you want to support us, great. But you know what? We'll be here after. Yeah. We're we're not dying. We're not in the we're not in the uh we're not in the uh dangers danger age area. But you know what's weird? Although I am getting close. Macomb County, although you're now uh Wayne, I'm Wayne County, County. But uh, everyone around us has reported cases but us. No, Macomb All County the... has one. When? I saw it on the news this morning. Then it must have been just now. As of yesterday, as of last night going to bed. Yeah. St. Clair, Wayne, Oakland. No, there's far more cases now. I know, but those counties border us. Yeah. They all had a case. Because really, not. not even the coronavirus wants to fucking come here. Mm. I If you grew up the way I grew up, you'd be immune to a lot of shit. I have I have no fear of this. I I think I'm more afraid of vampires uh, coming into my home at night than I am of the coronavirus. Listen, having you know CF in the house. Well, yeah, we it's treat a little every day. Like it's, it's coronavirus. yeah, you're you're a, you've been a uh, prepping for this for <laughs> for 13 years. We wash our hands like there's no tomorrow. You should see my wife's hands; they're all cracked and dry from the amount of hand washing and hand sanitizer. I mean, that's all we do in this house. And uh, truthfully, I got to think my wife's ecstatic right now. Her babies are home in the house, yeah. justified to stay inside, <laughs> not go out and touch all these uh, dirty germ-filled things. She's got to be a pig in shit right now. My my uh, my wife, like we, I found out last night. Oh, oh, listen to this. So last night, I see the Facebook post from from M Live that. Uh, Governor Whitmer has ordered all the schools right. closed as far as money. So I sent the the story to my wife on Facebook. I figured she might still be awake. Right. She'll get it and she'll read it and she'll know. Because we were talking that the schools are probably going to close, but they won't close until Monday. And right. sure enough, that's exactly what happened. So I send it to her. She wakes me up this morning before 6 a.m. <laughs> before 6 a.m. Mm-hmm. Wakes me up to tell me schools are going to be closed on Monday. Not today, but on Monday. And I'm like, that's what you woke me up for? She's like, I thought you'd want to know. And she goes, oh, you sent me this story. <laughs> like, God damn it. Were you able to get back to sleep? No. Once I'm up, I'm up. That's it. It's over. And for whatever reason, I could not for the life of me fall asleep last night 
This has been the weirdest last few days. I just, I, you know, I go through bouts of insomnia. Mm-hmm. And uh, what happened was earlier in the week, um, I had worked, um, I think I worked a total of 20, about 26 hours in two days. And I was exhausted. Mm-hmm. And on the, like I worked, I worked uh, 17 hours on Tuesday and then Wednesday I worked another like eight hours or whatever it was. And I don't work, you know, I have a little side job that I do, help a buddy. I don't work often at this, but when I do, I'm usually working a lot. Um, so Wednesday night, I was so freaking tired. I went to bed ridiculously early for me. So I was in bed at like nine o'clock. I fell asleep by 9.30, but I woke up at like 5.30 in the morning because I just got enough sleep. Well, I'm not a morning person. So, you know, being up early in the morning is not good for me. Mm-hmm. I'm a night person and I'm usually always up late. And sure enough, Thursday night, I was up or Wednesday night, I was up. I don't even I don't even remember. But I was up really late. I've been up really late. And to be woken up early before I have to get up is just awful cuz it just screws up my whole my whole, you know, just sleep pattern. And uh like now it's I'm tired. I'm exhausted right now. Well, there was something you missed in that little t- bit of time frame, which is what I'm having. I'm I'm Well, the the daylight, lo- savings. daylight savings time yeah. too. Yeah. That's I, I was coming off I'm of not that fully from, adjusted myself. That you know that really kicked my ass on. Uh, I think it was the Tuesday. I'm working mm-hmm. all day with one hour less sleep. And right. It was awful. Uh, Thank God for beer and whiskey. Well, now there's the Corona, and you can get out of anything right now. Yeah. Well. But that's that's pretty much how I lived my life anyway. Well, that's what I was arguing with you yesterday through text. I mean, I live my life sequestered away from... This is your dream. This is, yeah. My dream is that... Stay home and avoid people. The uh, <laughs> we're, we're getting emails from, from all the, you know, the quote-unquote delivery services and everything. Um, because I use, I use quite a bit of them because right. I don't like contact with people. And I always tell, like, I get my, my groceries delivered uh, because I hate going to the grocery store. Mm-hmm. I go to the grocery store and I leave there literally in a murderous rage. Right. So I, I, what I, I started doing was... Uh, ordering my groceries online and going and picking them up. Well, mm-hmm. they started fucking that up. So I'm like, you know what? I, it's worth an extra $5 for me to have it delivered to the house mm-hmm. where I don't have to have any contact with anybody. And I used to, the person would come to the house, they'd ring the doorbell, I'd get the thing. I don't even do that anymore. I text them and say, leave everything on the porch. And they leave it on the porch. I don't have to see them. I don't have to talk to them. It's glorious. And we were getting emails from <laughs> from Grubhub and all those other Everyone. things. They're like, if you, you know, we're still we're still delivering, and if you don't feel comfortable, just tell just tell the driver, the deliverer, to just leave it on the porch for you. I just got that from Jimmy John's like, this morning. Yes, I'm like, I love not having to talk to people. But you're still touching the fucking bags. I don't understand it's, how that's a. Well, you know, you wash your hands before you touch it, and then you wash your hands after you touch it. You're supposed to be washing your hands nonstop as it is. Um. I can't do that. And you know, oh, you know what I can't do? I can't stop touching my face. Oh, I know. Ever since they told you you couldn't. No, 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 no. It's not that they, I, you know, they t- once they told me, don't touch your face, my whole 
mentality has been, fuck you. I'm touching my face all I want. Um, it's my goddamn face. I'll touch it if I want. If I Sarah orders groceries every now and then, too. But I don't like having them pick out my produce, and I don't like having them pick out my meat. I, you know what? I hate the... They always pick out the wrong meat. Exactly. And I only... I only order, I only order meat from them when I have to, absolutely have to. Right. Um, I like going to. I don't even like buying meat from the grocery store. I like going to like the butcher, the butcher, and whatever, and getting my meat there. Because first, number one, it's cheaper, mm-hmm. and number two, you're getting better cuts of stuff. Right. All right. We've been on over an hour now. Wow. And we did nothing but bum everybody out. That's awesome. (laughs) Well, until next time, we'll have a much better outlook, I'm sure. Not me. I'm Bill. I'm Tony. We're two cynical a-holes. Catch you later. Peace. Out.